Hi folks, welcome to stage 17 of the Tour de France. Today's stage was an absolute banger. I'm gonna give it an eight out of 10 because there's a little bit of anticlimax at the end, but uh, the early break is super exciting. The middle is, you know, fun, but at least it's scenic. And then the end is not at all what you'd expected. Today wouldn't be a bad stage at all to watch start to finish. Um, or the pro move is watch the first like 20K and then the last 20K. Uh, and then you kind of miss the, the gravy in the middle, but nothing, nothing super fascinating happens in there. But if you were in my YouTube comments yesterday, you know that all the talk was about doping. Uh, so we're gonna get into it. Real quick, our sponsor today is 12speed. 12speed makes the, the Doormate, which they have two different versions of, it's a garage door clicker that attaches to your bike. One of them, uh, the original sticks in your handlebar end, so it's just like real sneaky, you can't tell it's there, but just a little button that pairs like any garage door clicker. Uh, and then there's another one that fits on your stem cap or just on your handlebars. Uh, that's perfect for your town bike or your mountain bike. It's only 40 bucks. You can get one for all your bikes. Uh, check it out, 12speed.com. All right, let's talk about doping. I just got tons of comments, tons of DMs, tons of text messages yesterday uh, saying, what the heck is going on here? And look, if you followed me or read any of my books, uh, you know I don't mince words with this stuff. I, I was watching racing after I retired, uh, and pretty quickly I realized like every race there was going to be something in there that pissed me off, something I couldn't look at, uh, some announcer, some rider, and I literally just turned it off for six years. This is the first tour uh, that I've watched, and really the first bike race uh, that I've paid full attention to in a very long time. I'm really not interested in a sport that elevates cheaters, which is kind of what you see from the, the legends of the sport, uh, a lot of the announcers, for example. I think if you actually realize like the sneaking around, the carrying of blood bags, uh, the shady shit that some of those dudes were up to, you wouldn't want to be anywhere near them and you certainly wouldn't, be, wouldn't want to be a fan of them. I'm also not interested in pro wrestling if that's what's going on on the course. And no one's making me do this podcast. Like, if I saw something that I thought was super alien, uh, I would just turn it off and you just wouldn't see an episode that day. Uh, or, or if that happens, it could be just because my Wi-Fi went out again. So I don't really know a lot of these guys. There's very few that I would go out on a limb for. Uh, but I will tell it like it is. I'll tell you what I think I saw yesterday. It was a big margin of victory. So I'll, I'll grant you that. It was a big margin of victory. It was the biggest margin. If you kind of extrapolate by uh, the distance, it was the biggest TT victory in like 50 years. Uh, that said, it was also the closest this tour has been before this stage uh, up to that point. So like two weeks in, they're still separated by 10 seconds. That hasn't happened, uh, I think, ever. I think a time trial is where resources show the most. I feel like Jonas went crazy on his equipment. I think he practiced really hard on his TT bike. I think he practiced descending on his TT bike. I think he put a ton of work into his position and not just work in his position, I think he put training into his position so he was smooth, he was efficient, he was comfortable, he was able to hold the aerodynamic position for the whole day. So I'm seeing like 20 seconds for all the geeky, invisible stuff in his bike, all the ceramic bearings and the wax chains. And I'm seeing 20 seconds uh, just for his better bike handling downhill. 15 seconds for an ill-advised bike change where you're not only just losing the time, people are looking at the time that you spent standing there, you're also literally losing momentum, you're losing rhythm. We know that Pogacar came into the tour a little bit undertrained with his, his broken wrist. Uh, Jumbo Visma's whole goal for the first two weeks, their goal was to wear him out. And I think to an extent it kind of worked. And when that happens, the strongest guy uh, starts to put on time. Is it weird that he put three minutes on Wout? Uh, not really, given how hilly the course was. It was a lot of climbers at the top, and Wout has literally been in the wind for two weeks. Another question I got, uh, is Yumbo dirty? People ask that because they're so dominant. No, they just have like four times the budget. If you want to win a race, uh, you go, and this is the old Team Sky move, you go like, oh, these are the five races I want to win. We have an unlimited budget. We're going to hire the podium at these guys. Uh, you don't have to, you're not hiring donkeys and making them all look better. They're just picking up the best dudes and paying them what they need to keep them. So I'm not going to sit here and like reassure you that it's clean, but I also didn't see anything that indicated like he took a blood bag yesterday. 
Are there a bunch of pills on the team buses that you probably don't want to see? For sure. If there's real doping going on, I think it happened, you know, a couple months ago, it happened away from the race, away from scrutiny, away from cameras, um, away from, from constant testing, and the body's holding on to it. But it's not like old school EPO on the rest day. I remember getting beat by guys and just seeing them attack and thinking like, I could cut his head off and he would still win. And my opinion is I'm just not seeing anything that extreme right now. But honestly, the whole conversation, uh, is this guy on that? Is this guy cheating? Is this team doing what? Uh, I spent my entire 20s having those thoughts on the team bus, uh, having these conversations at crappy hotels. It's important that someone's asking them. You can have those debates in the comments. Uh, but I retired from that conversation a long time ago, and I would just turn it off if it looked that bad to me. All right, I'm glad to get that out of the way. Today's stage was long and hilly, 166K, the last climb, insanely steep. This was always going to be a big GC day. And if Pogacar was going to win the tour, I think today was where he would have had to attack. That was what everybody was expecting. That's what uh, I was expecting. Uh, we weren't expecting him to crash at the very beginning. Not a great start there. The breakaway was totally insane. There was kind of an early small move that went, and then Yumbo got super aggressive. I think they just wanted more guys in there. I think their tactic, they, no matter what today's stage was going to be hard, I think they wanted guys up the road uh, to defend in case Pogacar came across. They wanted people to help him. They were probably a little nervous to rely heavily on Sepp, who crashed a couple days ago. Ended up a group of 33 uh, with a lot of the usual breakaway guys, the kind of the same dudes over and over. So Neilans, Ciccone, uh, Palace was in there at first, Alaphilippe, Lawson Craddock was in there looking real good. Uh, Yumbo had two guys, not Wout for a change. And there were some GC hitters in the break. Uh, we had Gaudu, we had Yates, Bilbao. Those guys normally wouldn't be allowed into the break if you're in the top 10 overall. But given the kind of sizable time gaps, I think Yumbo was safe to sort of, we're going to keep it close. Uh, we're not going to give them a 20 minute gap. But they allowed some of those guys to have a leash and potentially battle it out for the stage win. Ciccone grabbed some more KOM points to solidify his lead. Palace tried, but just not looking good. On the front all day, it was mostly Yumbo. Uh, Ineos was helping them out. Ineos is looking uh, to get third overall back with Rodriguez, so they were worried about Yates up the road. I think the best way for them to pull that off is to force Yates to burn himself for Pogachar. So a nice little alliance, that's exactly what Yumbo wants too. So you saw those guys swapping off all day. Uh, Dylan Van Barla was on the front until like 30k to go. He looked pissed, but he was doing it. And the talk all day is uh, waiting for the Pogachar attack. He didn't look good. Sure enough, 8k to go. They didn't really have to attack, and the group was still pretty big, and Pogachar kind of just slipped off the back. And of course, right at that moment, Sepp hears it on the radio, drives to the front, uh, makes that gap bigger. Zionis ends up extending his already comfortable GC lead. So how does this happen? The question is going to go back to the doping. Uh, what I saw is Yumbo has been trying to make it hard for two weeks, knowing that Pogachar came in without the depth, with the wrist injury, uh, and today's the day they cracked him. We're also in a sport that's very heavy on marginal gains. You know it's not a marginal gain? Crashing, so your thigh is swelling up, your knee is bleeding. Uh, not a perfect day. Not, not the day for Pogachar to have that little mishap. Up the road, Felix Gall, great ride by him. Uh, dropped the rest of the guys from breakaway, and that was a heavy hitter breakaway. Our math today, 131 riders, I believe, left in the race. Uh, the biggest group for a while was 44. There were dudes everywhere. I love when that happens. Mishap, obviously, Pogacar's crash. Honorable mention to my mishap yesterday, which when I was talking about yesterday's mishap of the DSM guys crashing in the first turn and missing their starts, uh, the audio was bad. So my mishap outweighed their mishap. What are they not saying on TV? The descents were wild. If you open a little bit of a gap, there's just nowhere to gain it. The guys at the front are going as fast as the terrain allows. So if one dude kind of gets in the way, if one guy kind of messes up, you're just not coming back. This is a day in the rim break era. This is a day where you'd start with brand new pads and you'd finish with no pads left. 
a good time for disc breaks. They were also talking a lot about the time cut today in the Gruppetto. Eventually the Gruppetto was 74 dudes. There is no time cut when that's how big the Gruppetto is. I would love to see them cut 75 guys and then the tour just has like, looks like a, a Cat 3 race. Armchair team director, I said this before in the race, way too many guys without gloves, especially on the downhills today. We saw Pogacar had a silly crash. Uh, Bernal fell. A lot of sliding. It's easy to put your hand out. That's kind of the instinct. And just everyone with their palms exposed. What's going on? Director, make them wear gloves. Armchair race organizer, they're doing time bonuses at the top of climbs. Uh, pointless. Don't, don't do that. The guy who can win the climbs doesn't need a time bonus. So I was watching in person where I want to be. Um, there was a part on the final climb where there was a bunch of just big trucks and they were honking as the riders went by. I want to be as far away from that as possible. I just hate all that noise. You're there all day. I think I want to be in one of those glam vans. I want to try that out. I think this, this whole tour, you've been driving past folks who just got, they've got their camper van set up. They've got an awning. Uh, they're probably grilling. Just looks great. Uh, I, I definitely, I'll give that a shot today. I want the riders to ride past me with the drool and they're just miserable and I've got my feet up and I've never looked more comfortable in my life. I really want to rub that in their faces today. Unanswerable hypotheticals. Uh, what would happen today if Pogacar hadn't crashed? I think, I think it didn't help. I think either way he's coming off. I think he comes off later. Uh, I think Pogacar has, has pushed it. He's tested his limits and he's going to now just be defending second place, uh, maybe going for a stage win here or there if, if somebody gives him a gift. But I think the, the cream has risen to the top but I think Yumbo's tactics worked. They have the best team. They have the best guy. That's how it's going to be. So the rest of the stage race, from a GC perspective, uh, the first two weeks were incredible, you guys. Focus on that. This is not normal to have that much of a GC battle uh, the first two weeks. And now we're just going to have to look for something else to be excited about. And on that note, tomorrow's stage is one for the sprinters. Remember the sprinters? They've been at the back for the last, like, it feels like years now. But they've all been waiting for this. Let's see if they deliver. Let's see if they make it fun. Uh, we'll check it out tomorrow. That's it for me today. 12speed.com. Check out the doormate, and I will uh, see you tomorrow.